Welcome back to Mind Talks. Another edition is coming for you today. Um, today I have a great guest coming on who is coming from the world of bodybuilding but also personal training and we have a lot to discuss um, and I guess we have a lot of similar experiences as well so it's going to be a great episode for you. I am joined by Malika. How are you doing? Hi, I'm really good thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. And um, I'd like to ask this, ask this question to, to all our guests, and it's more to do with your early sporting experiences. So what was the first experience of sport to you? First experience of sport? Um, let's take it back to probably the school days. Um, I always, you know, was quite athletic, a bit of a performer in terms of um, athletics, training sports in general. Um, I started off in school, actually, primary school, played netball. <laughs> okay. That was my first little experience. Did a little bit of basketball too. Um, but then when it came to athletics, that's when I was like, oh, this is, this is it. I can do this. So in terms yeah. of sprinting, 100 metres and hurdles, which was my thing. I don't know if it's because I was tall for my age at the time. Teacher was like, you've got to get into hurdles. Get into hurdles. Go on, girl. And <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. So that was, um, yeah, I kind of had a mixed bag. I did dance as well. I was quite creative when I was younger. So my my mum pushed me into that kind of, all that kind of stuff, just outlets, physically do your thing. So, but yeah, netball was a nice little foundation. But then athletics, as I said, was when I really thought, oh, I can do this. And I was always mesmerised by athletes and athletics when it came on, you know, on the TV, you just look and think, oh, (laughs) <laughs> I want to do that <laughs> yeah that's where my first passion started yeah I know you have a similar thing okay. right <laughs> yeah so yeah mine was similar that like I think the first time I I saw athletics was probably what well, that I actually remembered actually seeing it, it was probably Barcelona mm-hmm. 92 um when I think Linford Christie won and Sally Gunnell won and that stood out to yeah. me yeah and uh, and then I had a little obviously I had a little bit of interest in so I was like oh this is kind of interesting but I think really 1996 yeah um when I saw Michael Johnson break the world record for 200 and I was like I like that's this it. I like this that's uh, 96 wasn't Atlanta this. was it it, it was Atlanta. Atlanta you know why I remember yeah. that right because mm. my mum won a competition on I don't know if it was choice of film or something back in the day yeah. to go to Atlanta mm olympics but it was the paralympics wow. but still and okay. she didn't take me yeah she took my eldest <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> so yeah they went to go and watch the paralympics 1996 in atlanta okay yeah. i think that's when paralympics i think that's when paralympics was starting to become um a bit more like mainstream yeah which is great yeah yeah, because I think that's the first one I remember. Um, there wasn't that many people in attendance, but I think after that, you started to see more people. Yeah, go to, well, as you should, as you should. Athletes, yeah, athletes, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. So then, obviously, you 
athletics was the one that you were drawn to mm-hmm. the most. Um, what event in particular were you drawn to the most when you were doing it? Um, the sprint in the hurdles specifically. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, I think I just... I kind of fell into it, like I said, I was sort of like pushed into it. You should do this, but generally all round, I was I was a bit of an athlete. I fancied myself at long jump. I fancied myself, yeah. you know, relay as a finisher. I I was just like, yeah, get me running, get me doing something, and yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I found my kind of love for for sport. And I was decent, so <laughs> yeah. I wasn't too bad. So yeah, I used to mash up the school relays, and um, and yeah, I just kind of feel like it's crazy and and we spoke about this just kind of similarly before recording as well like about the mindset that you had then and you know you're young you're just enjoying what you're doing and you have big dreams as well because you think wow I can can I do this and it's just interesting when I sit back and think about my mindset then and had I really pushed it where would I have been today Yeah. yeah what what do you think were the flaws in your mindset back then when you were competing I didn't believe in myself Mm. I didn't have um self-belief and it's mad because when I look back I think I knew I was good but I just didn't think I was good enough okay so I was operating on level where I thought I'm okay I'm good I'm good I'm good okay but I I felt like it wasn't good enough and that was a very internal kind of um mindset that I had where I just felt like it's not enough though really hard on myself really really hard on myself where where do you think that came from because normally with with people it there's always a deep root to to the way that people think especially when they're growing up Mm -hmm. what where do you think that that came from I think it came from if I'm perfectly honest the relationship that I had with one of my parents my father specifically he was like a disciplinarian he was so strict he was you know the hardest man to please ever and I kind of feel like trying to live up to his expectations of what he expected of me definitely put a lot of pressure on me and my mother was the polar opposite to that she's just like get out there enjoy yourself have fun like the really holistic like honestly like model parenting if I look back now and I adopt so many of her kind of traits now because I'm a mother and I've got three children and I'm I'm the same she says I see me and you Malika you are me and I'm just like I know because (laughs) there's so many positives that I can take from the way my mum raised me but unfortunately it's different with the relationship I had with my dad and it was a lot more strained and it was a lot of pressure and I definitely think that set me up to feel like anything I did no matter how good it was wasn't enough yeah so what would you so would you be like doing a sport and let's say you win um and your mum would be happy but your dad would be more like you can do better would it be situations like that I just think it was just elements of that elements of probably not enough praise from their part so it's not that they didn't acknowledge that oh yeah you've done well but it was just "Mm." (laughs) okay that was all right yeah not bad not bad but next time you know you've got to do this or that so there's always another kind of add-on to to what you could have done better. And I'm not saying that's actually a bad thing. I think it's good to look and self-appraise and think about, you know, how well have I done and what can I do to make this better next time? But I think as a child, growing up, you need that constant kind of, you need a lot of 
motivation. You need a lot of love pouring into you. You need a lot of, you know, you're good at this. And even if this happens, you know, dust that off next time, you know, do better. It needs to be packaged and almost delivered in a way that encourages growth rather than stomps it and makes you think, oh, do you know what? Am I even, is it good enough? And I kind of feel like that is child dependent, depending on, you know, Every child's different, each personality type, your strengths, your weaknesses. Everyone's different, right? So yeah. I guess my dad being just old school, <laughs> raised how he was raised. It's yeah. just, you know, old school Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I have to laugh now because I think, you know what? <laughs> but it definitely did have that effect on me where I felt like, oh, I don't know if I'm actually even good enough. And I really was looking back in hindsight, I was good. It's more than good enough. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, the the impact of our parents is crazy. We don't, we don't. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We don't really realize at the time. Like, I don't haven't haven't really told many people because it's kind of embarrassing. But when I was when I was younger mm-hmm. and I was competing, I had a race, and um, my my parents came to watch me that race. And for some strange reason, I don't know why I did this at the time. But a lot of the athletes that you would see, <laughs> they're always running with chains and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know what? Let me put let me put let me put a chain wow. on. <laughs> let me put my chain on. So then I, I put it on, right? And I and I started I started um at the blocks, and then it was time to to like go. And as I was like running out, my arm went up my chain and it got stuck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it got stuck. So then I was like all fighting and everything to get it to get my arm out, and I got it out, and I did all right. I didn't come last or anything like that. But then at the end of it, it was so embarrassing. But then when you go through things like that. You want your your parents to like be like, oh, next time, don't worry about it. But my parents were just laughing at me. They were just laughing. I'm <laughs> so... sorry, but I don't know if I would parent laughing too. Like, you see? Because you're fast up yourself to go and put the chain on, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Now look. So they were, they were laughing. That, so, um, but it kind of like, after that, I was like, no, you're not coming to any of my like, No, I don't need you here. Because you, I need you to support me, not laugh at me. So I know it's a little bit funny looking about it now. But then you don't realise how much of an impact certain things like that can actually have on yeah. you. Um, in terms of your confidence. And doing doing certain events, confidence is the key. If you're not confident, how are you going to perform? Mm-hmm. How are you going to get to the next level? Mm-hmm. So so it's, it's kind of invi- vital there. So when, when it came to, to athletics... Did you like ever have coaching at the time, or was it through school? How how was it for you? Um, it was really through school. I didn't um, I didn't take it outside of that, which I'm kind of disappointed um that I didn't in hindsight. But yeah, it was through school. It's through. I had a really good um good teacher at school who was just like you know definitely that teacher who was like Malika, you know you can do this. So where I didn't necessarily get that from my dad and that side of things. My mum and this particular teacher at school were really um, really supportive and pushed me in that sense. But again, I battled with myself when I was younger a lot about my own abilities. So okay. kind of when you feel like you have all that, but still is it all boils down to, like you have all that positivity being poured in, but still it really comes down to you and your ability to yeah. see it in yourself and push yeah. past. And I feel like, that's where I kind of like would start and then kind of drop off and finish and think, mm, I don't know, you know what I mean? And it was just kind of a stop and yeah. start kind of relationship um, towards okay. the end anyway. Okay, so it was like at that point, you because you didn't have that belief in yourself, mm-hmm. you'll say you needed that type of encouragement from others, otherwise... 
I think, that, yeah, that maybe almost got. someone to bully me a little bit, you know, like, no, you're going to, you're mm. going to get up. You're going to come here. We're doing, I'm, oh, I'm coming to get you to do this. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. it was easier for me to just say, oh, do you know what? I don't even really want to do it. I'm not that bothered about it. I'm not that passionate about it. And just move on to yeah. something else um, where yeah. I felt like there was less pressure. So, yeah, I definitely think that um, it's mad. Although you can have the support and have, have that pour in, it really does yeah. boil down to what voices you're listening to more. And sometimes that can yeah. be the voices in your head. It can be the negative voice of others or that feelings and how they manifest in you is definitely going to come out in some way, whether it's that you don't feel like you can, you know, reach the levels you need to. So you're just going to quit yeah. or you're at a certain level and you just think, you know what? Nah, I'm not even, I'm not in it. I don't want to do it anymore. And that's kind of things you might even sometimes tell yourself just to get out of mm. the responsibility of doing yeah. what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> do no, you know I, I, no, I, I, I totally get yeah. you. So then when you decided to not do that, not pursue it mm. anymore, did you immediately still um, stay in fitness or um, what, what happened at the time? No, I kind of like, I kind of departed the fitness element of it. I did mm. um, go into a more creative side. So I did a lot of dance um, and that yeah. became my outlet. And... Okay you know, a little bit of gym on the side, but nothing, yeah. nothing like how I envisioned, like I didn't envision it being how it is now, like fitness and, okay. and training and bodybuilding. Coming into all of that, that is like, whoa, yeah. that's much later on. But yeah, I, I kind of okay. went into a more creative lane. Okay. Mm. And then and how, how how did that go for you at the time when you decided to focus more on, on dance? It was dope. I enjoyed it. Yeah. The pressure wasn't yeah. there. I felt like this is fun. <laughs> something else that I kind of feel like oh I'm good at and I think the key thing was that I just I thoroughly enjoyed it um yeah. I enjoyed the vibe I enjoyed the people that I was around I enjoyed um performing even competitions yeah. it just didn't feel like, obviously it was competing in some other kind of element but it was just yeah it felt so much more so much more, less pressurized than athletics okay. like athletics like you win or you lose Dance is like okay. perspective, like, oh, that was dope. Yeah. Well, I love that. And you you know what I mean? You can like things to a certain degree yeah. or not, but I think when it's creative, it's less, mm. like I said, win or lose type thing. It's just, it's creative. Yeah. It's in its own realm, no, you know? So yeah, no, I, right. I really kind of enjoyed that. So what, what type of dance was it? And um, was there like um, competitions? Yeah, like I did a lot of um, street dance. Um, okay. so yeah, I kind of, um, I did a little bit of a, a broad foundation. So I did a bit of, um, jazz tap, you know, contemporary and all that. Um, yeah. but then my love was just street dance cause I love music and yeah. yeah, it was just a natural progression for me. And yeah, there were competitions. There were lots of stuff we just went into. Um, yeah. I was in like three different kind of dance groups or troops or whatever you want to call it yeah. back then like do you know what? i was just living a kind of almost like a creative dream if you like there was like yeah. it felt like there were so many possibilities with dance like you could end up here you can end up yeah. there people i knew were like yeah. doing back in dancing traveling touring the world um yeah. you know back in dancing for like lots of famous artists and stuff like that so for me it was like you know what I, I like this. This is fun. This is something I can definitely release my creativity and still be fit in effect. You know what I mean? So yeah, loved yeah. it. 
do you feel like being in an environment where there was less pressure, there was other people around you kind of helped you at the time in terms of not giving up and like just being confident in what you were doing? Yeah, I think I think through dance and through creativity, I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot about friendships. I created, yeah. created and cultivated a lot of friendships um, that that were really strong. And this is like more throughout like college days and stuff like that. It was like, this is life. Like this was life. Yeah. And literally you could do, we just danced for hours and hours and it didn't feel like work. It just, it was fun mm. and it was sick. Yeah. It was all this enjoyment. And I was like, is this, this is enjoyment like so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely helped me with my sense of identity and sense of, of self-worth hundred mm. percent. Was there any like um when you were um a backup dancer, was there any like person you were backup dancer for where you thought, Wow, I can't believe we're um we're doing this? Do you know what? Probably not anyone to name notably like that, mm-hmm. but there were a few moments yeah. where I was like, This is lit. <laughs> mm. Like a, a big stage, kind of like you know, like a lot of park events that used to happen, they probably still happen now. Um yeah. like uh like local park events, like Brockport Park, there's yeah. kind of like those yeah. those kind of shows yeah. that they have. Is it country show and all this stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, do you remember? A long, long time. A long, long time since I last went. A lot of events like that. Um, yeah. A couple of music videos as well. Okay. I, I'm not saying that they're like, yeah, there was this person, that person, but I mean, where yeah. are they now? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> mm. But there were a few moments that were like, okay, this is, this is fun yeah. and I'm enjoying it. And it was a little bit of, little bit of money too which you can't complain about so it was nice no that's mm-hmm. that's good so then let's kind of move on to like your your gym journey how was it for you when you started gym initially was it just more just a fun thing or keep fit thing how oh my it gosh really? it was a journey of I really need to get my life and like it was a journey from actually depression I'd had yeah. my children my youngest of three yeah. I wasn't in a good place to come out of like quite a toxic relationship and I was just like I just need to get my life together and I found myself in the gym initially a boxing gym (laughs) get out a lot of frustration get out a lot of of energy and um and yeah then I found myself in the gym gym and I don't really know I just went for therapy you know for myself just like let me just move my body let me just train and see what happens and um Actually, prior to actually stepping into the gym, I remember doing Insanity. Okay. Yeah. You know, Sean T, <laughs> Insanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took it and just flipped it upside down. It's like, yeah, we're going to rest for 10 seconds. We're going to work for 40. And I did that at home, right? I'll tell you. I thought, mm. wow, I could nearly die. So intense. Um, but I got yeah. some really good results at the end of it. Was who wouldn't train mm. like that? Yeah. Um and someone whispered in my ear and was like, why don't you just compete? Because you're in like like really good shape. Like you've done really well. And I was like, yeah. compete? I don't know. Like never really thought of it, never looked into it until that one person really randomly just said it. So I did a little bit of research. I thought, hmm, so they got a fit mum category. Let me, let me try it out. Mm. So I did it. Yeah. Got myself a coach. And I entered into yeah. a new realm of fitness that, that definitely pushed me and challenged me beyond what I, what I ever knew first prep I did was 12 week prep um crazy absolutely like crazy mentally it pushed me to a place I thought oh my gosh like 
again, those doubts that used to come when I was younger came in again. Like, can I do this? Like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to yeah. do it. You know, like, and it was a fit mum category as well, which w- kind of drew me to it. But even then I was looking at some, mm-hmm. you know, you do your research, you look at other athletes, you look at who's like kind of cleaning up in that category and you're like, listen, yeah. I've had three kids, they've had one, their body's tighter than mm-hmm. mine, they don't have the loose stomach skin, they don't have this and that. And I was like, oh. Anyway, mm-hmm. I went through the process. Um, I made top 10 call outs, but I didn't place. Um, and bodybuilding okay. is quite a, a subjective sport. So it's just, it's literally someone looking at you and saying if they like that physique for the category that you're in. So Fit yeah. Mum was like a broad category, but these Fit Mums yeah. looked like they were doing, they were doing fitness and then they were doing physique, which are the next stage up of the bodybuilding categories where you're really, you know, lean. And for me, just starting yeah. out, I was just not in that condition. I looked good, mm-hmm. but I was not in that condition in hindsight. So yeah. I stepped away from that. And I thought, you know what, let me go back to the drawing board and see what else I can I can do with this. Because I still really love the training and I was still in the zone of just eating a certain way and just being that dedicated to something felt really quite good for me, having that focus. Um, then I did my next show just under a year later. This was a whole new um, federation, WBFF, and it was a whole new category. It wasn't any fit mum affiliation, it was just fitness. I was like, right, I'm going in. Yeah. I'm not going in as fit mum. I'm not going. I'm going in, and yeah. got a new coach. Prepped for about five months. My first prep was twelve weeks, by the way. So that was crazy. Way too short a time frame. The wow. second prep that I did. This one was a serious one. <laughs> this was five months, and I was like, okay, five months, okay. twenty weeks, which in hindsight is a long time, but it's not when you think about how much your body goes through in the duration of a competition prep bodybuilding. So I did that and um, I won and I won my pro card as well. (laughs) So I was like, that's the result I wanted. (laughs) But I put the work in, I put the graft in, I put the time in and those same feelings came up too. Like, oh my, this is so hard. Um, You know, there were days, I remember just being in the gym twice a day. I would wake up in the morning before the kids got up, go to the gym, do my cardio come back, get them ready for school, take them to school, um, then cycle to work <laughs> and yeah, work. Wow. Then after work, cycle straight to the gym, do my evening session, which was my weights, and then followed by cardio, yeah. swing back around, get the kids, go home, do it again. Day wow, in, day dedication. out for months. And I was like, the level of dedication wow. that I found whilst juggling motherhood as well, I've never been this dedicated. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. So but if I look back when I was doing athletics, I just didn't have the mindset that I have now. And I think almost because I'm a mother as well and because I've got kids, I just, it kind of pushes you. I think it, for me anyway, it definitely was muscles yeah. motivation. I was like, they see their mum doing this. This is, wow. They're going to be like, I can do anything. Yeah. And that was a big source of my motivation. And I think yeah. after that, after that, honestly I was on cloud night and I was like wow I've achieved something I didn't even think I could achieve Mm. and um then about three months later I went on did my first pro show which is international in Canada I didn't place but I was on stage Mm. with people who were my idols at the time and for me I was like wow look at me single mom of three from Croydon look at what I've achieved for myself 
and I just thought, wow, this is, this is it. This is it. I've, I've kind of done it. After that, I came back, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to compete anymore. I don't want to bodybuild anymore. I don't want to be on strict diets anymore. I don't, I don't know if I can do yeah. this <laughs> again. Um, yeah. I felt like I'd done that journey. And for me, I'd yeah. achieved everything I wanted out of it. And then okay. I went into personal training and then the rest is kind of history as where I am now. But that was like the, that's the foundation really from athletics as a child to, to yeah. dance and just moving my body, being really creative to having kids, whole life yeah. changes, you know, to after three kids saying, right, I'm, I'm just going to get into good shape to compete in, to winning pro, like it's just crazy. When I think about it, I look back, I think, wow. The mindset and the dedication that I had to achieve that is like, it's like nothing I thought I would have ever had. Do you, do you think some of that came from when you did have kids, mm. being a parent, there's certain things you have to do because that's what parents are supposed to do. hundred million percent. You, mm -hmm. So with that, obviously it gave you some sort of confidence that I have to do this because my kids are going to see this. Do you think that's what changed your mindset? I think it, it's a huge contribution to what changed my mindset. I also mm. feel like, and that kind of goes without saying, I think be, anyone who's a parent, who's a mum, who's listening, you know, yeah, especially as a single mum, it's tough. It's tough, period. Even if you, you're, you know, you're with your partner, husband, etc. Yeah. Um, So I think doing it on your own, there is an element of, I haven't got anyone else to fall back on. Like, this is something I, I'm just doing. So when it comes to just looking after your children, raising your children, doing what you need to do, I had, I had no choice not to do it. Mm. So I think carving out something for myself, I always found, and this is from my mum, is so important. Because if you and your health are not A1, your kids are not going to be A1. And that kind of changed as well. Because initially I thought, I've got to put the kids first, put the kids first. And actually, no, you need to put yourself first. You need to put yourself first. Yeah. In every aspect, you need to do that in order to perform and do well for those and people yeah. around you and, and the responsibilities that you have in order for them to be at the level they need to be in order for you to, you know, to, to, to deliver. How can you not, yeah. how can you, how can you be um, successful if you're not looking after yourself? Like that is something that's so key. So that completely changed my mindset the way I think about even as being a parent but also myself and putting myself first. And that was, that was different. That was different, but it definitely switched. And also just to add, I think I just got really fed up with myself. I think there comes a point in time where you just think, you know what? I'm fed up of not seeing my full potential. I'm fed up of yeah. feeling like, what well, I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing this, whatever happens happens, yeah, but I'm doing it. Yeah. And I'm not even whatever happens. I remember I got to the point with that 20 week prep, the one that I won, I was like, there's no way I'm going on that stage. You're not winning. That's the mindset mm. that I had. I said, do you see this work I'm putting in here? There is absolutely no way I'm going on that stage and I'm not walking away a winner. Undeniable. I had the mindset of I'm doing this. Obviously, if it didn't work out, I would have been like, well, you know. <laughs> that no, but it's, it's... But I had to have that mentality because I was like, I'm, I'm working too yeah. hard. I'm working harder than most of these people on here because I've got three kids and I'm single. Everyone can be quiet. <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah. And that's how I felt. And that was probably the first time I've ever had that mindset. When you did um, win, mm. did 
and what was the feelings that initially came to you? Because obviously you had times in the past where you straight away you were like, no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. Like, what was the what came to your mind straight away? Disbelief. Mm. Although, like I said, I had that mindset of like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. It was I was fronting some of the time. I can't lie. I was I was a bit like, yeah. let me speak this into myself. Even if I don't feel it, I'm gonna fake it <laughs> because yeah. I have to. I have to stay strong because it was tough. Yeah. But um, I was in disbelief. Like if I look mm. back at the video now, <laughs> I was like. Like this, like besides myself, like looking, like really? When I called my name, I couldn't believe it, but I was so happy because yeah. I felt like, wow, this is the ultimate example of believing in yourself. It's the ultimate example of what you can achieve when you put the work in with the added yeah. self-belief. It's not just put the work in, you actually have to have your mind in such a way that nothing's going to shake it. Even on the days where it's just like this, I don't want to do this, but you're doing it. The discipline that it's like everything that I think I'd learned and cultivated um, throughout my life from, from training, from athletics, from the relationship with my dad, everything kind of felt like this is full circle moment now where I'm like, where I'm looking around and I'm like, I've achieved this and I've put the work in and I've done it. And I've done it through my, I've done it myself. Even my coach was like, don't even, don't even, be like oh I couldn't have done this without you you did that work you know and I said you know it's true it's true um but yeah it was a sick moment it was a sick moment hmm. dope that's the thing the first person that it comes from is yourself that is 100%. key at the end of the day there's people that will support you which are vital in your journey oh, yeah. but if you don't somehow get that self-belief then it's basically impossible it is it is it's like even now with my clients now, you can have all the tools, personal training, yeah. um, and you drop so many gems. And But at the end of the day, if that person doesn't take it on and absorb it and really think about doing the work themselves, then yeah. it's not the penny's not going to drop. The results won't come until you're fully ready. And almost yeah. that frustration with yourself, like, I'm tired of myself. I'm tired of what's going on here. I actually am ready to yeah. change it or to do something about it. And that's why with a lot of my clients or all of my clients, I just, I, I do a, a nice consultation initially, but that is purely to assess your mindset. Mm. I'm not here to take your money, right? If you're not ready yeah. to do this, because yeah. I want you to get the results that you want too. But are you actually ready? And how much time can you spend doing this? And how are you going to fit it into your lifestyle? These are like real questions. You know, people want results fast. We live in that kind of culture now as well, where it's just like, I want what I want and I want yeah. it now. And I'd want to do minimum and I want to do bare minimum and I don't want to have to be too consistent. I just want to do it in 30 days, two weeks, like yeah. quick before my holiday in a month. No, babe. <laughs> it's no, it's funny you say that. Cause it's funny you say that. One of my friends asked me to um, to train them on track yeah, um, because they're going on holiday in a couple of weeks. And I was thinking, <laughs> it ain't going to make a I difference. I love the mindset that you're ready to go now. <laughs> <laughs> but... Can we just adjust some like expectations of the timelines? It's the timelines for me that kill me. <laughs> yeah. But oh, it's got you. I've gone through it myself as well. Mm. Like trying to do like that, that first prep, that competition prep that I did in twelve weeks. Yeah, I don't think that was a good idea in hindsight. Like no one warned me, but I was just told it was possible. Oh. And like, don't get me wrong, I had good results. Mm -hmm. But 
my mind, my ethos now is about like a holistic approach, like gradually over time, it's not supposed to be drastic too soon. It's actually got to be adopted as this is a healthy lifestyle I want to undertake. This is part of my way of life now, rather than I've got this goal. That's where I want to get to, which is great. I know where you want to get to, but be realistic, be very realistic about the timeframes and the ways and the methods, you know, you're undertaking to get there. People are doing all sorts yeah. of crazy stuff right now just to get in shape. I know. I, and I just, I know. honestly, yeah. Social media just shows you a lot of things and you think, wow, it's crazy it's out here. Me- <laughs> That's the thing. Social media can actually give a, a really false per, um, look on how people get into shape. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, a lot of it is hard work. A lot of it's what you put in your body. Mm. Um, and it kind of like leads me to my next question. Um, talk a little bit about get your life kitchen yeah so that's um my baby my business Mm. she's just coming up to a year old right now and Mm. part of I mean people who know me know I'm just like yeah get (laughs) get your life um and I said it when I started my journey like I just wanted to get my life and I thought you know what (laughs) why don't I just brand that like get your life whatever that means for you you know get your life So it started off with fit camps, boot camps, and um, yeah, 30 day challenges, stuff to just get people's mindset right. And then Get Your Life Kitchen was born as well. So I just thought it was an idea of mine for the longest um, and really just to promote healthy nutrition, balanced mm-hmm. diet and lifestyle, which accompanies yeah. any journey within fitness, anything you're trying yeah. to achieve physically, with your nutrition, we all know. I would even go as far as saying it's like 90% because you get the nutrition right. The results are going to come regardless. They will. But you add great training um, to that as well, then you're you're winning, basically. So, yeah. 100%. Because I've I've seen people who do so much training and are not getting it. Yeah, you want to. I see people... Mm who are eating right and maybe doing not as much training and they're probably in better And you see the results, right? Exactly. So all my knowledge and everything from from competing, you know, dialing in the diet to like, to the gram, right? (laughs) Each meal. Um, I kind of balanced that out with, okay, what does the average daily person need to succeed on this journey? We need balance, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, Get Your Life Kitchen is yeah caters to everyone. We've got a full extensive vegan menu, um, and obviously pescatarian meat eaters. We cater to everyone, um, and it's yeah it's a meal prep delivery service based in South London currently. Okay. Mm. That's great. Yeah. Um, also, what I wanted to ask you about was about Dope Black Fit. Yeah, I, I saw that page as well. Please talk to us about. Yeah, that. so Dope Black is also um, something that I'm the founder of, Dope Black Fit. Um, it's a kind of branch off of Dope Black, the organisation. So you may have heard of Dope Black Dads, Dope Black Mums, um, Dope Black Disabled, and there's so many other cross-sections of Dope Black. Um, So I was approached by the founder um, and CEO of Dope Black to launch Dope Black Fit, which is a platform Mm -hmm. to inspire, motivate and uplift um, members of the black community to take control of their fitness, to take control of their health, Um, The statistics are a certain way for us in terms of even just our cholesterol, how active we are as we get older um, and just for our lifespan. I feel like if you're an elite athlete, you kind of got the ground in that way. But mass general public 
um, who are who are black, um, we we struggle a little bit. We struggle a little bit, yeah. and we need to be more active. And we definitely need that motivation. So that's what Dope Black Fit there is there for, basically. So we'll be starting to run some um, live chats off of that and okay. that platform and just look to hold events as well in the future. So it's at the starting okay. blocks right now, just launched earlier on this year. And yeah, looking okay. forward to to seeing where that goes as well. That sounds very, sounds very, very interesting. Very interesting. One more question, mm. last question. So in terms of your mindset, name three things that you think you have now that you didn't have when you were doing athletics in school? <laughs> three things I have now. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely have self-belief. Mm. Yeah. First and foremost, I have self-belief. Um, I absolutely have knowledge. I have a lot more know-how, yeah. I have more know-how to be able to affect my self-belief. So for the times when I'm like, let's let's face it, it goes up, it goes down. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. Other days you're like, you know what? What am I even doing? <laughs> yeah, so and I keep it absolutely real as well about that. But I have more knowledge and I have tools which enable me to stay <laughs> in that realm of self-belief, yeah. So self-belief, knowledge, and I think the third thing that I have now is, I'd, I'll probably, say, I want to say dedication, but I think I always kind of had it, but I think yeah. it's increased. Yeah. So my determination, yeah. my motivations, yeah. all of that has just come right up. Yeah. yeah. I don't see anything as being outside of my reach. Yeah. yeah? And it's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting, actually. I like those questions. I like those questions. Definitely mm. make me think. Mm. That's good. That is good. <laughs> Malaka, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Um, you've dropped some great gems um, that I'm sure some of our listeners are going to probably adopt going forward so no it's been a pleasure thank you thanks so much for having me i've loved it great 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 for those who are listening for the first time welcome for those who've listened before welcome back please like please share there'll be more episodes coming soon until next time peace